Hi everyone, it's Rachel Donovan here again and I'm here with Peter Westerby for our fourth episode on soul and community development. We're here again on Jinnaburra Country at the Camellia Centre for Reflective Practice and Soul Work. Um, Peter, so in the last episode you mentioned that like you wanted to explore Gandhi and Tagore and the links between those two, I guess, activists and soul and community development. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Look, I think I, I've, we finished that conversation with me mentioning that Gandhi is often talked about great as great, the great soul. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously he's very famous for that word satagaya, which stands for soul force. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, well, if we're going to have a conversation... Um, you know, we can't ignore Gandhi. Um, but I think, you know, before we talk about that, it's, you know, one of the things in the depth psychology tradition that we've drawn on, James Hillman, Jung, Mary Watkins, is to honour your ancestors. Mm. And um, I think, you know, we obviously all have familial and personal ancestors. Yeah. But as we grow into a practice, talking about community development practice, we also start to learn of and honour the ancestors mm-hmm. of that practice. And, you know, there are many traditions of community development. And um, I, I come from one where I'm deeply indebted to what we think of as the Gandhian tradition of community development. And I learned community development from Dave Andrews, who spent 20, 30 years in India. Yeah. Um, Anthony Kelly, who taught at UQ for 40 years and who was himself taught by Dasgupta, who was a colleague of Gandhi. And so, you know, we, we kind of acknowledge that tradition of, of community or development practice. And um, so everyone else would have other ancestors, you yeah. know, so, but I want to acknowledge that. Um, but then I guess, you know, there, there would be a, you know, the book Anthony Kelly and I co-written, wrote on participatory development practice is grounded in that tradition. Yeah, right. But but coming back to soul, yeah. you know, great soul, mm. soul force. I mean, here we have, you know, a tradition that links truth and power in terms of collective resistance, you know, and obviously Gandhi's expression of that was resistance to British colonialism. So that's of relevance to practitioners. What are we yeah. resisting? And we, we finished last week's podcast or conversation talking about resistance in the context of capitalism, the politics of attention and the, the kind of machine world that would basically colonise our soul for labour. Yeah. You know, that, that resistance can't be solo. Yeah. It can't be solitary. This is got to be groups of people, communities of people saying, you know, to resist requires an alternative. Mm. And, and so Gandhi wasn't just resisting in terms of British colonialism. He was creating alternatives with you know, ashrams, with other people yeah. that reflected a different world. You mm. know, and, and in that, those communities, he treated untouchables different to those yeah. outside the ashram. So, you know, we're building collective alternatives as a form of resistance. And this requires soul force, yeah. which is, I think, about courage. When I think of 
satogaya, I think of collective resistance and the need for courage. Mm. And you know, sometimes I say to students of community development, you know, if you really want to be serious, you have to ask yourself whether you're willing to go to prison. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. You know, and community development isn't just community, it is resistance at times. So so, you know, I think um soul force as as a philosophy, you know, incorporates several dimensions. It incorporates, you know, ahimsa, which is nonviolence, yeah. you know, Gandhi's deep commitment to nonviolence. And even though I fail miserably, I try constantly to live a life that's non-violent in terms of my language, the, the worldview, the way I relate to people. Um, so, you know, and, and then, of course, if we're going to engage in civil disobedience, Gandhi was committed to non-violence, not just as a pragmatic strategy, yeah. but as a spiritual, philosophical value commitment. So, you know, we've got non-violence, we've got this, you know, commitment to collective action. Mm. We've got his commitment to the politics of Swaraj, which was self-governance. Mm. So, you know, his vision is that we govern ourselves as individuals, like we take responsibility. We can't change others, we can only change ourselves. Yeah. And I think this is almost so obvious, but wow like if we could really embody that wisdom mm. to because i always want to change others yeah we all do i think yeah we get yeah. frustrated and, and essentially it's not it's violent yeah you know and, and non-violence is swaraj mm. self-governance change yourself um and communities like we can whinge about government and want to change government mm. that that's like a culture of complaint yeah. um we could kind of switch to the Gandhian tradition and say, well, as a community, how do we take responsibility for mm. being the, the vision we want? Yeah. If that makes sense. And then his fourth point is the economics or Swadeshi, which is really, you know, in, the, the economics of self-reliance, which, yeah. of course, in a world of globalisation is very complex. Mm. But... I think we see contemporary relocalization movements yeah. as another, you know, river mm. going in a different direction to globalization. And we're not talking about becoming separate and self-sufficient, but self-reliance is about a pretty clear analysis of like where are we putting our money as communities? How leaky is the boat in terms yeah. of money leaving communities that we could harness mm. locally? So yeah. I think those four elements of Gandhi's Gandhian tradition of ahimsa, nonviolence, satagaya, soul force, resistance, mm. you know, swadeshi, which is the economics and then the pol politics of swars. So mm. that's, yeah, that's a pretty big, that, that's worth meditating on for the rest of your community development life yeah. in, in many ways. Definitely. Um, so... Gandhi, I think, is still profoundly relevant, um, even though many people would say in India, Gandhi's yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what about Tagore? You also touched on, you wanted to explore more of his sort of thinking. So, Yeah, look, I imagine many listeners would have heard of Gandhi, but not Rabahinda Tagore, yeah. who, who was a contemporary of Gandhi, quite wealthy, lived in Calcutta, you know, um, set up 
lots of scores of rural development and actual scores for children and young people. Um, he was, he, but he's also very well known. He, he won a, a Nobel Prize for Pace Poet poem, Poetry, um, was a contemporary of Yeats in Ireland um, and friends. And actually, I remember walking through St. Stephen's Green in Dublin many years ago. Mm. And I'm like, who's that? This big marble bust. And there it was, Tagore, oh. in the centre of Dublin, wow. you know, because of his relationship with the poets mm. um, of Ireland. And I think I always meditate or th I, I sometimes think about Tagore and Gandhi and, and Ireland because Ireland's one of those few countries where a pint of Guinness, a poem, and politics go together. <laughs> yeah. And are kind of indicative of a vision of the good life mm. in the context of the resistance of, you know, that we need. Yeah. Um, the, the coming together. Mm. And Tagore... So Tagore, a contemporary of Gandhi, but quite a bit of disagreement with Gandhi. And I like there's a beautiful quote of Tagore... When love and force do not go together, then love is mere weakness and force brutal. Mm. So his commitment to bring love and force together, mm. to bring politics and care, mm. um, the social and the soul together into a holistic frame was quite different to Gandhi. Yeah. And I think, you know, in some ways we can get to the sharp end of that because, and I think it's in relationship to say, for example, the body and sexuality where you kind of, here was Gandhi whose commitment to politics was kind of one thing. And yet he was dedicated in many ways to the eradication of life's joys. And he, he talks about purifying life's joy. Mm. So this is a man, a great leader, but who had a very complex relationship yeah. to his body, to sex, yeah. to his relationship to his wife. And I think, you know, the separation of the political program yeah. and the aesthetics of mm. life mm. to Gore brought them together beautifully. Um, and, and his, you know, he, to Gore actually said the human soul is lying captive in the dungeon of the great machine. Yeah. So, like, the human soul is lying captive in the dungeon of the great machine. Mm -hmm. So his vision of resistance, unlike Gandhi's, included politics and a rediscovery of a life-giving vision of love, sex, art, dance, yeah. music. And I think for me, even though I have this honouring of the Gandhian tradition of community development, I really resonate with Tagore's bringing together of politics and this mm. sort of vision of resistance that is unlocking the body and life from the machine world that would tether mm. us. Yeah, yeah. That, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Tagore's vision is, I think for life as well as justice whereas i think gandhi's was a bit overcommitted to justice with yeah no sure. and now any any like kind of scholars of gandhi would probably have a go at me but you know we're, we're drawing neat lines there but i yeah i think the poetic tradition of tagore with the political program yeah is 
perhaps what we want. So yeah. I think the synthesis of Gandhi and Tagore from a soul tradition is to bring together the political and the poetic, yeah. the soul and the social. And, you know, what a, what a great vision to bring yeah. to community development. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's, that's an introduction. It's mm. kind of like, I think, chapter four of the book, Creating Us, Community yeah. Work with Soul, which kind of, I think, pretty well brings our series on soul yeah. to an ending. And the next series... And, you know, you and I have talked and we've talked to Tony Kelly again and is going to actually be on this Gandhian tradition yeah. and the participatory development framework that we've learned from watching community development in South Asia over many decades. So that's where we're going to go. Sounds very exciting. Look forward to it. Thanks heaps for your time again, Peter. Well, and thanks for hosting this conversation on soul and community development. Yeah, my pleasure.